Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. This is the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 148. My name is Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us this week for this conversation. With me, as always, DW. How you doing, man? You survived the week. This has been a crazy week, at least in my neck of the woods. How about you? Well, it has. I mean, uh, di- didn't the Cubs win like the World Series recently? Yes, they did. It was amazing, even though I'm not really a baseball or Cubs fan. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was the voice of Jason there. He's a, are you a Cub fan? Oh, am I a Cub fan? And when they grow up, they're bears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is not a good future. <laughs> so now that they've won the World Series, they're going to grow up and be bears. <laughs> At least there's consistency. There is. <laughs> there is. The bears are the new Cubs. You know, there has to be a lovable loser in Chicago somewhere. What's well, the White Sox? Yeah, well, they weren't for a while. But even the Bulls now. I mean, the Bulls can't seem to win it either. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Can't be the hockey team because they, they've won too many times. Yeah, they've been hot. Yeah, and then the election. You know, I mean, the election comes and people are like all over the place on that one. You never know what's going on in this country. What a whirlwind of emotion. Uh, I was watching up until the rain delay because I'm honestly, truth be told, I'm not really a baseball fan. Uh, if anything, I'm a sports fan, and it was great to see history broken, and and uh, I you know cheer for the underdogs more or less because it's just fun. Unless they're playing against the Packers, then you know you can't cheer against any underdogs against the Packers. But except for the Packers are underdogs now, like all the time. <laughs> Which is why you should become a Bear fan. Yeah, Yeah, this season it might actually be that way. Who knows? But uh, it was fun to watch that. And then like a week later, the entire shift of at least social media, which I would think there was some cultural implications of that as well. It was all this stuff about this big election. And we've really not talked about this much on the show because I think it's one of those that so many people were so emotionally invested in that, you know, quite honestly, elections, they come every four years. They're not that important, and yet they are that important. But it was interesting to me, Dave, to see how much emotional investment was put into the election and then how it transpired and and how it affected so many people, relationships, families. There was so much division. There still is so much division even days after this election. I think we need to understand something that, that certainly federal and national elections affect us down the road, but really they affect us many years later. They don't affect us right away. Yeah, uh, This is a big ship, and if you've ever turned a big ship, it doesn't turn on a dime. So anyone really hoping, if, if you were a um, Trump supporter in any way, and you're hoping that he does something like in the first day that changes the world, probably not. Yeah. If you were a um, Trump non-supporter and you think in the first day the world will all end, and since you you know are from another country, you're going to have to go back home or whatever. I don't think so. Don't pack your bags. I, these things take time to work out right. and take time to filter. Honestly, I think we will see an impact on the new president 
on the nation at a local level in about four to six years. And until then, it'll be much more difficult. Now, can it move faster? Well, certainly it can, but my experience tells me that things move pretty slowly in Washington. You know, it's, it's really hard to fix problems. It's really hard to identify them. It's really hard to get agreement on them. I mean, just go next door and try and get an agreement on any problem. And you're going to find how it is in Washington because that's how it works. It'll be interesting to watch, but I honestly think that maybe we can focus this show on, on what we can do on a local level within our communities and that kind of thing to really be positive now because we can affect things now. Yeah, it's so true. You say local. I would I would say friend to friend, right. peer to peer. Mm-hmm. There's so much so much emotional stock that went into this. And there's a, there's a couple of passages in Psalms that really, I think, summarize it well. David writes in there about how in Psalm 20, verse 7, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And there's been a lot this last week. We've put our trust in horses. We put our trust in chariots. We put our trust in princes, quote unquote. There's another Psalm in there that talks about trusting in princes, and how we look to them to rescue us, to basically live out the blessed life. And we expect people to bring about happiness in our life. And one thing that I noticed right off the bat when this whole election thing just really flew off the handle was people were not happy. There's a lot of unhappy people. Even people that voted for the person that won this election are not happy. I mean, it's it's it didn't feel like there was really a winner necessarily or a loser. It just it felt like after this whole thing, at least in my, my side, I have a lot of friends, but man, I was so turned off by so much that I was seeing around me that it was like, boy, there's got to be some repair that's done here. And I feel like that's not just me. And maybe that's you tonight. Be a part of this conversation with us. We're going to kick off the show right now. Join us on the tweet back. Use that hashtag HNRTV. If you're hanging out with us on Twitter and this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Your support during Q-Drive makes these conversations possible. We couldn't do it without you. To make a pledge, go to Q90FM.com slash pledge. And we look forward to more great conversations in 2017. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Our live coaches are available to chat right now if you're going through something difficult this week. I think a lot of us are going through something difficult this week on some level. You can chat with one of our live coaches anytime at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, we got Jason hanging out with you on the show. Tonight, guys, we're, we are touching on the election. So I will put out a disclaimer because I think it's worth disclaiming on that. If you're feeling any anxiety, any kind of anger or probably resentment and you're just not ready maybe you've had too much election okay you can you can turn it off because it is this is one of those things that dave like i said emotional investment has really gone into this and uh and some people are happy i would say there's probably a few people that are happy uh, of the outcome of the election of course it wasn't just presidential there were a lot of other things that happened this week but overall when you look at the big picture of the election, when you look at social media, when you look at uh, what people have been talking about the last couple of weeks, this has taken so much emotional investment. We've spent so much time trusting in horses and in chariots, probably more so than some of us have in a long time. And our focus has been so much on earthly things. I mean, there's so much that's been invested. And Dave, from your perspective, was this election season, was it different? Was it 
you know, similar to something you've been through? I mean, you've probably lived through more election seasons than I have in my lifetime. Is anything different or is is this just kind of status quo? You know, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Every single election, I always hear whoever's running say this is the most important election in history. Hmm. Well, that may be because it's later in history. I have no idea. I, I do know, like we said in the first segment, that most likely whatever happens in Washington is going to take quite a while. We're going to live under the decisions that the Obama administration has made for a while yet, and, and that will be what happens. Uh, and whether you like them or don't like them, that's just the way it is. But really, when you look back on elections, what you find is that the national elections, they certainly will affect uh, atmosphere, they affect certain things, but they don't have the power that the local people have. To do good or to do evil, that lies within us at the local level, friend to friend, eyeball to eyeball. And when we we start looking at other people and other situations to make sure we're okay, we usually end up not being okay because we're no longer taking responsibility. And that's really where the idea of entitlement comes from. We start to think that somebody should always be looking out for our personal, self-centered kind of world that we live in. And when they're not, they're not worthy of being in charge of anything. So the world's getting more complex, I'll say that. And so is the media. Did you guys notice we're at an all-time high in media usage around the world? Whether it be WikiLeaks or whatever. I mean, we're at an all-time high media usage. So that alone made the election more nauseating, in a way, for me. Because it seemed like it was just everywhere all the time, like you couldn't get away from it unless you just turned everything off and and walked away. And you know what? I did, and that was good. Unfortunately, I'm like you, Jeff, even with the World Series, when the rain delay came, I went to sleep. (laughs) And I figured I'd I'd look and see who won later. But on the election, too, I, I was speaking at a place, and I came home. I saw where they were at, and nothing was called, and I said, well, I'll just go to bed. You know, I mean, I... That's how I dealt with it. It's like, you know what? No matter I stay up or not stay up, it's not going to change the eventual result, and I'll just sit here and be more tired tomorrow. I think my personal responsibility is this. I need to get up in the morning, and I need to love guys like you, Jeff, and Jason, and look at you and figure out how I can make your lives the best they can be. And who's ever president, my job has not changed. Hmm. I need to do that today, and I need to pray for the president. If you voted for Trump or you didn't, I would encourage you to think on what God could do and not what this president can do and start praying for him that he might surround himself with people that know God and might have some good input around him. He is going to be our president and everybody needs to learn how to cooperate and get along. Um, And this is what happened the last eight years. The people who are on one side of the fence did not have their president in there. And we needed to cooperate and see what we could do to get the, the nation to work the best it could. And we still operate on a local level. So I would ask people to focus on this. Right now, today, are you spending the time you need relationally with your spouse, with your family, with your friends? Are you being totally consumed by the media still and and moving away from those people and not even communicating and therefore getting angry with the world that you don't even know out there? Going into the election, I think that we all have these expectations that we set, thinking that things are going to change really quickly, regardless of who it is, you know, whether it be Hillary, Trump, back, you know, four, you know, well, eight years ago or four years ago when it was, you know, Obama and Romney or Obama and McCain, you know, there's always the natural thing going into an election thinking that when this person gets in, things are going to change drastically, you know, and I'm not that old, you know, I'm 30, you know, so I, 
I haven't lived through many elections, you know, or many presidents yet, you know, just because it takes four years every time. Right. And, the, and, and, and the thing that I've noticed, you know, regardless of who I've supported or not supported is, you know, yes, there's a change, but it's not like a drastic change that, that impacts me directly. And going along what you said, Dave, the, the thing that, that doesn't change for me is that my life goes on the same. You know, things and circumstances might change around me, you know, depending on who the president is, you know, whatever. But the way that I'm living my life doesn't change. Right. That's how I and, went and into you the know, election. And you know, Jason, you shouldn't let whoever's president have you change the way you live your life. Right. And the only way you give them that power or her that power, whoever it is, the only way they get that power is if you give it to them. So all of a sudden you're all obsessed by this thing. So now you're a lousy friend, you're a lousy parent, you're a lousy spouse because you're obsessed by something. Yeah, right. Why, why don't you drop it? Mm-hmm. And and start being a good parent and a good spouse and a good I mean do yeah, that and 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 in saying that I don't want to necessarily downplay the fear that some people might have or the emotion that like like I understand it's it's a real event and it, and it's happening and so there's the uncertainty of what's going to happen Let, that I think let's that is, go there I mean let's go with the fear thing can't that happen anywhere though absolutely fear can destroy you no matter what I mean you could be afraid of something and focus on that fear right. Mm-hmm. And now you're not focusing on your relationships. You're not focusing on being the best person because you're focusing on that fear. Yeah. So that could be across the board yeah. in many respects. And it's just playing out on a national election. Yeah, it is. And and yet, Jason, you do bring up a good point of just the overall fear and anxiety that people feel. And it could be across racial lines. It could be, you know, just even from the average person, you might have even voted for that person. And and the reality is you're still kind of unsure like there's just an uncertainty. There's even when we were watching some of the results, there was a fear that, you know, the stock market would crash again or it would go down as far as that goes. And and maybe it was a little bit more hype than anything else, but it was interesting. Fear is such a powerful motivator. And unfortunately, because we are prone to it, whenever there's any kind of fear or you know, any kind of stimulus that would that would come into our life and and all of a sudden we're, we're flustered, we're afraid, um, we react out of that. And we can really make a lot of bad decisions just rooted in fear. Um, even live our life, Jason, like you said, uh, based from a position of fear. And that's not healthy either. So let's talk about that when we come back here on the show. Check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason hanging out with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. And if you need to, we do have live coaches right now available to chat at HopeNet360.com. Also this month, we are looking for new members of our coaching team. So if you are an adult and you're looking to make an impact in young lives who are looking for help, looking for input, looking for a listening ear, consider becoming a live coach and joining our team at hopenet360.com slash coach. So guys, interesting conversation. Uh, so much went into this election. We've been talking about the emotional toil that it's taken. Jason, you brought up the fear that some people are feeling, but even more than that, the noise that's been created among all of this and and how many relationships were kind of broken. There's so many different opinions. It still seems like everybody's got an opinion and uh, and social media is still a buzz on this thing, you know, with the World Series, also with the election that took place this last week. 
from your perspective, Jason, you and I were about the same age, kind of the same life season. What was this season like for you as far as election and watching baseball? And I mean, the Bears, <laughs> they're, they're tearing it down right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, like any election, it's, it's been unique for me because, um, let's see, two elections ago, so when Obama was first elected, I was actually out of the country. I was in, it was in Northern Ireland for that. And that, that kind of started my process of, of even realizing elections because, you know, as a believer, as a Jesus follower, my, my hope is somewhere else my ultimate allegiance is somewhere else. And I realized that that being part of a nation and having that pride in a nation, some patriotism, isn't a bad thing. But I realized that, you know, even being on a local level, being a believer, my circumstances change all the time, whether for the best or for the worst, you know, and as a believer, I have to live through that. And I even see that in scripture. Election president aside, like that's just my everyday life. And so me going into the election, whether it was going to be Hillary or whether it was going to be Trump or by a far stretch of the imagination, a third party, I knew that my life here in itself wasn't going to change. And why is that? You know, because I know that I have the same king. Jesus is my king. That's not going to change. I know that I have the same enemy and that's not Hillary. That's not Trump. You know, that's Satan. That's right. sin. Right. You know, it's the curse. That's my enemy. Yeah. I know that on a, on a practical level, I still have the same neighbors, neighbors and the same friends around me, the same relationships. Mm. That doesn't change after the election. And I know that my calling is the same. I know that I'm called to love my neighbor, to love God and to love my neighbor. You know? And so that's my responsibility going into election and coming out of election. And so, yes, are there emotions that go along with it you know, because you want something probably more to happen or, or something less to happen and, and you react on that? You know, that's, that's part of life. That's part of being human and I understand that. But the thing, especially as believers, that we need to do in this post-election time frame is remember why we're put here right now. And that's the calling that we have to love God and to love our neighbors and to walk through that process. And I understand that even some people in my life are upset and hurting right now because of the election. And it's trying then to speak into their life, election aside and say, you know what, let's forget about this. Things may or may not change. We don't know. But the thing that isn't changing is the thing that we were living for yesterday, the thing that we're going to be living for today, and the thing that we're going to be living for tomorrow. And that's Jesus. Mm. All right. And that's, I think, the thing that we need to remember most. And so that's why even for me, Jeff, you asked me, what's my reaction as, as a 31-year-old 30, guy you know, going into another election? Like, I woke up yesterday, you know, sure, there might have been some reaction to the election, but my w- life went on as normal. And now some might argue, well, my life is changing because of it. It's like, well, I don't see that yet. Yeah. Even if things do change and we're persecuted, let's do it together. Right. Because there's people around the world right now that are being persecuted for their faith, and that's not changing. Right. And I don't want to oversimplify it. I'm not trying to do that. You know, I'm the, just trying to, to yeah. change maybe our expectation and perspective a little bit so that we can transition. Yeah. Transition onto, all right, you know, we got Thanksgiving around the corner. We got, we got life to live. And the more that we just dwell on Facebook and, and hate and, and just remind ourselves of, well, I was wrong, you were right, whatever it is. We're not getting anywhere. Right. Thanksgiving coming up. Sometimes Thanksgiving, Christmas are tough seasons for people. And a lot of times it's because they're looking at their victimhood in a way. I mean, they're not around family. They want to be around and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and that is sad. That's tough to deal with. But now you add election to it. You add, you know, the people in uh, Cleveland, the Indian fans. And I mean, that right. kind of stuff. You can add all kinds of stuff to it. What Jason said is so true. You, you really need to focus on what you can do 
not what you cannot do. And the things that you cannot do probably are not going to affect you as much unless you allow them to. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to allow the election of whoever it was, and, and it happened to be Donald Trump this time, but if I'm going to allow that to bother me to where I can't be a good friend and a good husband and a, and a good father, now you know something that happened that shouldn't even be bothering me is controlling my family today. Right. And it shouldn't happen that way. It just shouldn't happen that way. I've often told the elephant story. If you guys never saw an elephant and I wanted to take you and see an elephant and, and we go into the zoo and I know the zookeeper and we go into the cage and I take your face, I blindfold you before we go in and I take you in and I put your face up against the elephant and pull the blindfold off. What would the elephant look like? Leather. It kind of depends where I'd put you. But yeah. It'd probably be dark, rough, yeah. smelly, yeah. right? Because yeah. your nose is right against it. Right. But what if I moved you back one millimeter? What would it look like? About the same. A little bit of the same. Yeah. But what if I moved you back three feet? Totally different. I think our noses are in this election and everything else, and everything's dark and smelly and bad. Mm. And, and what you need to do is take a step back. Can I give you guys something to realize that I realize as a 60-year-old guy? Sure. That we live in a first-world country. I got to vote. There are places where people don't get to vote. You know, I got to do that. I got to express my views. Whether they were a majority or minority, whether we got the electoral votes or not, doesn't matter. I got to vote. And there are places where people don't get to do that. And not only that, the issues for me are all, if I can call it, first world issues. My nose is so close to being so comfortable in this country. You know, my big struggle right now is with health care. But I will tell you this. I'm around other young people who also have the same struggle. And you know what I notice, Jason, because you work here at camp, and another guy that's younger that I talk to, I actually think when I start to tell you about my woes with healthcare that you guys are actually concerned about it. Hmm. I don't see you saying, ha ha, you're an old guy and this is what happens. You see, that's what heals communities is local people being concerned for one another. Now, here's the other part of it. We live in a first world country. Healthcare is expensive here. I mean, to get an MRI machine or an x-ray machine or to do any of that kind of stuff is expensive. And here's what we have to learn. If we were in a third world country and had nothing, we wouldn't have any of these problems because we wouldn't need health care because there wouldn't be any. I would just encourage our people to, to get away from the elephant a little bit and look what we do have and then put it in context. We're going to continue this conversation in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Join us for the conversation and check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. If you're on Twitter, hang out with us. Share your thoughts. I know there's a lot of stuff. We're not bashing any candidates tonight or any of that stuff. We're having a dialogue, a good discussion on Twitter. Just use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Every teen needs positive interactions every day. It's why many teens visit the online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. Through Groundwire, adults like you volunteer two to four hours per week, sharing wisdom and encouragement with young people searching for that one positive voice in a world blaring with negatives. You can be that positive voice. We're adding 20 new coaches to our online coaching team. Learn more at HopeNet360.com slash coach. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. It's HopeNet Radio. 
You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad you've joined us this week for the show. If you miss any part of this conversation, do subscribe to the HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast, and there you'll find all of our past episodes, great conversations, lots of neat interviews, and some good discussions to have with people in your life. This show is all about conversations that save lives. And so Jeff, DW, hanging out with you tonight. This show, Dave, we know we talk about a lot of things, and we rarely, if ever, talk about anything political because, first of all, it's a touchy subject, which we saw over the last, whatever, 18 months, whatever you want to go from. Um, but especially the last week, so much emotional investment went into the election, so much in- emotional investment went into the World Series, which was actually a fun series to watch. Um, but it definitely took a turn. Social media took a turn in the last week and a half. And, and now even still, there's a lot of division. There's a lot of people that are still emotionally drained. Um, and, and kind of when you get emotionally drained, you find yourself uh, just spewing off things that you really don't mean necessarily, but just kind of in a, a last-ditch effort to share whatever's whatever junk or whatever's on your heart that hasn't been so nice in the last couple of weeks. Dave, this political season, everything in this last week, at least that I've seen on social media, most of it has been negative. Most of it has been divisive. And most of it, I think, Dave, has been maybe a barometer of the joy and the overall happiness that people are feeling or not feeling in their life. Yeah. Well, I can show you a way to deal with this. Turn it off. I, I mean, honestly, in the last couple of weeks, I didn't pay attention to what people are saying on Facebook about things or anything else. I just turned it off. I want to see it because it was getting old and it, it's starting to do that. I, I think that the election, if, if nothing else, it showed some very interesting things. It showed that in America, there's a majority of people uh, throughout, scattered out the rural areas and different areas, or a, a lot of people, maybe not a majority, but there's a lot of people that basically aren't, you know, sipping the Kool-Aid that the media is selling all the time. Hmm. And, and I think sometimes we get bent out of shape emotionally because our world gets to where we're looking at what somebody posted or what somebody said, and we're getting, we're actually feeling attacked by that or something. So we feel like we need to respond, and then we... We actually have it affect us in our families and that kind of thing. I, I really think there's a time where you just need to, to turn that stuff off. You know, we shouldn't allow NBC, ABC, Fox News, whatever. We shouldn't allow them to tell us what's really happening in the world and, and give us how we should respond to it. You know, we shouldn't allow that. Yeah. We do need to know what's going on to a certain degree. But in the same respect, remember, do you guys ever watch the debates? Yeah, partially. Okay. I would eventually At the end of a debate, now I, I've watched them, and I, you know, I love words, and I, I actually like debating kind of thing. But at the end of them, the thing that drives me nuts, they have people they hired they call spin doctors, <laughs> who take what they've said and tell you what they've said in a way that they want you to hear what they said, and that always bothered me because it's like I heard what they said, I heard what they said, and I heard it in context. And I don't want to hear you tell me what you want me to have heard, what they said. Mm. And, and that's our problem. We keep getting told what we've heard. When maybe if we hear it, we just need to stop that commentary and, and decide to put it against the Bible and say, hey, is this right or wrong? And you know, the truth is, I am not trusting our government really at all. Mm. I'm not trusting my money. I am actually not trusting my health. 
I don't know that I control all that stuff. Tomorrow our money can change. Tomorrow our government could be a disaster. My health could be gone. You know, I don't trust those things. Since I don't trust those things, as things change, I'm going to just make the best decision I can and trust in God like I always have that he is my father and take care of me. And if you're listening today and you don't have a relationship with God where he's your father, where you can trust him, where you know him, I think you're missing out. That's the only way to go through uncertain times. And what I would do is invite you to, to go to the Hope Line, hopenet360.com, and there's, there's live coaches that will talk to you right now and tell them, I, you know, Dave's talking about being a member of God's family where he could just trust and enjoy who God is through any circumstance, and I don't have that. Tell them that and see if they won't talk you through some things because there is no real hope in places where hope cannot exist. And in every single person that ever lived, we are all sinners. We all do things wrong. You know, in this last election, you know, Hillary does things wrong. Donald did things wrong. What we're doing is we're kind of drawing the wrong line somewhere. You know, how wrong can they be when I still like them? I kind of think, well, we're all that. We're all on that somewhere. Yeah. So I, I would suggest that we don't trust them. Whoever became president, and it happens to be Donald Trump at this time, you know, we need to start praying for and hoping for and looking for ways, you know, to make them successful. Mm -hmm. Because as that happens, then our whole nation is successful. And that's, we're the ones that are going to be responsible, again, for making America great, not, not Donald Trump. Yeah. And we're going to do that through our attitudes and our, our, our love for each other and our love for God. And I want to encourage you to do that. You know, that's interesting what you said, Dave, your attitude. So much, you know, when we talk about emotional investment in this, there's so many of us that are drained. And believe it or not, we're only about two weeks away from Thanksgiving. There needs to be a shift happening here. No one right now that I know of, if I believed what I saw in my news feed, it tells a lot about the people that I'm connected to. I don't see a lot of thankfulness. I don't see a lot of that attitude, that perspective. And without that perspective, I don't know how, as a Christian, I could even pray for somebody. If I don't have an attitude that's right, which is full of thanksgiving, full of joy, full of peace, full of gratitude in my life, there's no way I'm praying for anybody. There's no way I'm praying for you, especially if I'm feeling like, you know, you wronged me somehow because you voted for the opposite person that I voted for. I'm so emotionally drained right now. Man, how do I even get that spirit of thankfulness back into my life? Thanksgiving is coming up, and it's tragic at times when you get together with family, and because you disagreed on something, you can't even communicate and enjoy one another. I, I would say, you know what, adjust to what is. There was an election. Certain people got elected. Drop it. Now start living in a responsible manner. Instead of living as victims, live responsibly. And, and by that, I, I simply mean you can do certain things. I can look at the people that I love, the people that work here at Silver Birch Ranch. I can look at my family, and I can make decisions that's best for them at this point. And I'm going to do that regardless. And I'm not telling you who I voted for one way or the other. That's nobody's business. But regardless of who's in office, regardless of my political philosophy, I still need to be able to submit to the government when I can, when they're not going against the Bible. And I need to look at the people around me and ask how I can use my gifts and talents and abilities to make their life better. And I would ask you to do that at home. And all of a sudden, that other stuff, the tension kind of melts away because now you're focusing on something you can do instead of feeling like a victim because there's nothing you can do. In this break, pull up Psalms 118 and read verses 1 through 14. And in there, I think you're going to see some things. You're going to see how you can actually have this attitude of thanksgiving. And in verse maybe 8 or 9, 
It says it's better to take refuge to the Lord than to trust in princes. Read through part of that chapter, and we're going to talk about it when we come back and wrap up the show here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm excited about this interview. We've had some really great interviews the past few weeks. Tonight, I'm sitting down with my good friend Dave from Silver Birch Ranch, and Jason is also here, program director of Silver Birch Ranch. Guys, first of all, (laughs) I don't need to say it, but welcome to the show. Thanks for being on with me this week. Thanks. And uh, I wanted to hear from you guys. There's a lot of people that know you. They know us as people that host the show. But what they may not know is about Silver Birch Ranch. So could you just share about some of the history of Silver Birch Ranch for those that are new maybe to Silver Birch Ranch, some of the events you have coming up, and then how people can connect with you guys? Sure. We're starting our 50th year this year, our 50th summer, and we're excited to be here. And we really were started by my dad, who was a pastor, and, and really focus on building the local church. So we work with a lot of churches throughout the summer where they come up and we encourage them to bring their own counselors and get kids from their area and go home with them when they're finished so that as they make decisions, they can follow up. But we're passionate about our, our mission to know Christ, to make him known. And if you look at our home ministry, it, it's a toolbox. In other words, there's, when you fix a car, you don't use the same tool for everything in the car. And when you're discipling people, you don't use the same tool. Camping as a tool. Silver Birch Ranch is a tool. So we have summer camp, and that's what Jason is in charge of. And we have winter camps where church can come up as a retreat or join us on our winter camp programs. And then we have Nicolay Bible Institute, where young people can come for a year of college and learn the Bible, learn how to serve people. And then we have a camp up in Canada, and we have a place called The Refuge. And these places are are really more remote and and try and get people to work on their relationships with each other. All of those things, and then we do the radio stuff. and, And so all of those things put into a basket is a bunch of different tools trying to accomplish our motto, which is to know Christ and to make him known. And so what we do is we invite churches to come and see what we're doing and partner with us. Let us do what we do well and help you allow your church to grow. And in that process, then we can honor God together. We don't, we're, we're not a church and we don't act like a church. We're a camp and we go there and serve the church. And that's an important distinction. We have several programs that come up. I mean, there's several times a year where both Jason and I are speaking, and Jeff, you come up for some of these uh, programs that we do. And uh, Jason, what are what are some of the, the programs that people can take advantage of? Yeah, actually, coming up in the fall, we, do, we try to do a lot of specialty retreats to kind of hit the whole family. We have our men's retreat coming up. It's October 7th and 9th. And that's for just the men to, to kind of get away and, and hang out, have campfires, eat food, and do the things that men do. And that's always a highlight. Um, it is. We also have our father-son retreat. That's a great opportunity for you to get away with your son or sons and, and just spend some intentional time with them. And then, you know, we do a hunter's retreat, the, always the weekend before Thanksgiving and, and, and that sort of thing. And then we do our, uh, our winter family camp. Dave, you're speaking for that this I year. I am. I'm excited. A bunch of good winter stuff we do up here. Just being out with your family and, and intentional in the winter of, of playing in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's over New Year's this year, so that's uh, December 30th to January 2nd. I'm excited. We always do Winter Jam. We talk about that on the show. Jeff has joined us for that um, in the past, and I'll be the speaker for Winter Jam what this year. What is Winter Jam? It's for what group? Winter Jam this year, actually, it's for middle school and high school students. It okay. used to be just for high school students, but now we're opening up to both middle school and high school students, and that's uh, Super Bowl weekend, so that's February 5th to 7th. I know I know the, the season just started uh, last week, but hey, you can you can jump right in and start thinking about Winter Jam Mark right now. Mark that calendar. Yep, that's so, what you're 
long. A lot of a lot of fun events. It's it's always a good time here at Silver. And Nicolay Bible Institute is a program where we take thirty students who come for one year to learn the Bible, and then learn how to serve God. And and really, any time of the year, you can look at the Nicolay Bible Institute site and and begin to start applying for next year. So if you're a senior or junior, you need to start checking out Nicolay Bible Institute. If you're not sure what you want to do, or even if you are, we, you need to be trained in the Bible. And how would they find more information on any of this? Check out our website, silverbirchranch.org. Um, that has all the information for our retreats and things. And there's a link on there for Nicolay Bible Institute. Otherwise, you can go to Nicolay Bible Institute, Google it, search yep. it, any of that sort of stuff. But the easiest way is go to silverbirchranch.org. Silver, yep. Silver Birch Ranch, all one word, small letters, .org. And that can pretty much guide you to everywhere else, and, and you can start seeing the toolbox. Or give us a call and come on up and visit us, and we'd be glad to uh, show you around and share the vision with you. Thanks, guys. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Wrapping things up with you here tonight on HopeNet Radio. But you can find tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. Dave, what a great conversation, Jason. So much that we've discussed on this show. And to leave this show just talking about an election, uh, my hope is that in the next couple of weeks, our attitude, you know, both in real life and social media, whether you have a digital personality or whatever, align those two, get them to start focusing on what this time of year really is all about. It's about Thanksgiving. It's about being grateful. And you might not feel thankful. You might not feel grateful right now. You might not feel full of joy or that you're happy at all. But guess what? And Dave, Jason, you guys can share your thoughts on this as well. Man, we dictate our level of happiness, don't we? We have control over that. Some people will try to tell you that you have no control over your happiness, that happiness only comes when you have certain things in your life. That's what we look forward to in Christmas, that people are going to give you stuff and that stuff is going to make you happy. And then you find out in January that stuff didn't really make you happy, so you need something else. And and this world is trying to sell you stuff all the time. Yep. They sold us something in the election and some of us ended up believing what the media was selling us and, and we realized, man, that was disappointing to some of us. And to some other people, it was like, wow, I didn't really, didn't expect that. Yeah. You know, when we put our trust in man, in horses, in chariots, our happiness is probably going to shrink down to just about nothing after a while. Your focus is very important. Jason, you're, you're a Cub fan, lifelong Cub fan. Yep. And I'm a lifelong Cub fan. So you stay true on one thing. So that's yes, good. I did. I did. They won the World Series. Yep. So everything in life is good now. All your relationships, everything is good now. It had nothing to do with it. Absolutely. That, that, <laughs> that's what we need to point out. There is nothing wrong or morally bankrupt with enjoying like the Cubs winning the World Series. But if you were looking at that hoping that this would change your life and make your life better, it didn't. And it won't. In fact, if you worshipped it and you lived for it, it might have made your life worse at the end because now it's over and you have to say what we've said for every year for 100 years, wait till next year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you're already into that, that mode. Oh, that's so true. Likewise, if you live for any you know football game. Likewise, if you were really living for this election and focusing on it. Let's say you were really pushing for Trump and he wins. Okay, how's your life now? Is it really any different, any better? It might even be worse because you focused on this and neglected what you should have yeah. been not neglecting. Or if you're vo voting for Hillary or something, is your life worse now? Actually, it might be because you focused on things you shouldn't. What a great season coming up. Could we ask all of our listeners to take a moment and just refocus? 
on things that are important, to, to sit down sometime in the quietness, turn off all the media, and take a piece of paper or something and write down what's important in life, what's really important. And, and I'll tell you, my list is very short. It's my relationship with God. It's my relationship with my family and other people. And then the list pretty much stops. So this Thanksgiving, could we encourage people to start thinking in terms of how we can make those in our life that are in our family and our friends in the next month, how can we make them successful? How can we, we pray for them? How can we encourage them? How can we get our gifts you know, to float to the surface? How can we do things to make them successful? And I want to promise you this, that if you would truly do that, if you would focus on enjoying God for the next month, and enjoying one another, I promise you, your attitude will be rescued and you will be in the right direction. And I think that's so big, Dave. You know, even as I mentioned earlier in the show, I think it's it's really about our, our perspective of things in life in general, whether it's an election, whether it's a World Series win or loss, whether it's losing a job or getting a job, whether it's celebrating a birthday, maybe it's losing a loved one. There's things that happen in our life that impact us and give us emotion and cause reactions. It's really how we respond and move onward and and remind ourselves of the bigger picture. And we've talked about it time and time again on this show is that our hope is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to love God and then to love our neighbor. And so what better way to be an American than to love God and and to show people who Jesus is in this time where, where people are upset, you know, and looking for hope. Because I think too many people that I see, whether they realize it or not, are putting so much hope in a person that rules this nation. And I hate to tell you that, but it's not going to change anything. Nope. You know, regardless of who is in that place, yes, they'll change some temporary things having to do with our everyday life potentially. But ultimately, let us just focus. Let's move on. Let's look towards Thanksgiving and be thankful for the fact that we have the freedom to live for God because that's not a given everywhere in this world. And so I think if we just bring in a perspective and love each other, you know, and, and there are people that are in pain with this election and, and let's come alongside of them and help them say, you know what, let's refocus and do this together. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're like me, you've been pained or you've been frustrated or anxious about things because you've put your trust in these horses, in these chariots, in these princes. Eventually, you're going to find out that horses, princes, chariots, they don't make you happy. They can't make you any happier than you were yesterday. They can't make you any happier tomorrow because of certain things they do for you. They might do some nice gestures to you. People in your life, your friends, you know, will eventually disappoint you. Family members will eventually let you down. And you're going to be frustrated. You're going to, you know, hear things that might make you unhappy. But the reality is you're always in control of your happiness. And if I can encourage you in this season of where we've just forgotten what our identity is really supposed to be in, if you're a Christ follower, refocus a little bit. Take some time. Unplug. That's one thing that we, we promote here on the show all the time is just take a break. I think we lose track of actually how to rest in this nation. And I'm as guilty as anybody else is. I've lost that ability. I've put my trust in the horses and the chariots. The horse gets sick. The chariot, the wheel gets stolen. Uh, somebody comes along and, and says something, does something that disappoints me and, uh, and frustrates me, maybe even harms me. I've trusted them for a long time. And now I'm like, I'm thinking, man, I can't trust in these princes. I can't trust in these horses. I can't trust in these chariots. You know what? Psalm 20, verse 7, David found the same thing out in his life. He said, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we, I, trust in the name of the Lord our God. He's the one that's mighty to save. These people, these politicians, these friends that you have, this boss that you work for, 
they aren't going to make you any happier. They're not going to satisfy you. You get to be in control of your happiness. And happiness begins when your heart is grateful, when you're thankful, when you go out and you serve. Instead of waiting for someone to come along and serve you, find a way to serve other people. If you are afraid of somebody for whatever reason, find a way to get out of your shell and, and to overcome that fear, knowing who God is. God is control. If, if God is for you, who could be against you? And I rest in that verse so often because, you know, I'm thinking, man, this world, the stuff that's happening, uh, people are selling me something and I'm believing it and all of a sudden I'm afraid. And you know what I found? My fear is not really substantiated anything. Fear is a facade so often. And if I can encourage you with anything, don't be afraid in this next season. Be thankful. Be grateful. Do what Dave said. Make a list. Find things you're grateful for, thankful for. Start dwelling on those things. I think we all need to learn how to dwell on things that really matter, not only to ourselves, matter to God. What does he want for our lives? That's all for us here on HopeNet Radio. Check out the tweet back tonight. We're going to hang out with you guys for a little bit longer on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. These episodes of HopeNet Radio can be found on our podcast. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. You can subscribe for free. You can download them on your favorite podcast app. Check it out, HopeNet360.com. Our live coaches are available also around the clock at HopeNet360.com. For all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Later.